Hi, my name is Cecilia Mandrick, and I'm a life coach. I've worked with dozens of high-achieving individuals who feel in control of every aspect of their lives except their own happiness. In this podcast, I'm helping to bring self-proclaimed overachievers the practices, mindset shifts, and actionable steps they need to build more contentment, confidence, and joy in their everyday lives. If you want to create more happiness in your life, relationships, or even just your Mondays, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to Happiness Created, episode 23. I'm your host, Cecilia. And this week, we're going to be answering this question, why can't I just... And then fill in the blank. So most of us have one of those things, right? And today we're going to talk through it, why it might be hard for you. And, you know, if you're a resolution setter or you set a goal for the new year, this might be particularly helpful this time of year. If you're just a human being, it might be particularly helpful. Maybe you listen to this at another point in time. We also have the baby with us today. So if you're baby sounds, they're baby sounds. And I should note, if the audio is different, I spilled coffee on my laptop and it died. This is actually the first time I've done... I've had a laptop die for other reasons. One time it blew off the table. I had a MacBook Air at the time. It blew off the table and the screen broke. And I can't remember. There's been one or two other times over the course of my life where a computer has died unceremoniously. And this was one of those times. So a new laptop is on the way. And I think everything should be fine. But I apologize if the audio is, is different or it's not as pleasant to listen to. Okay. Today we're going to look at, like I said, answering that question, why can't I just? And part of this is why taking action can be sort of hard in different instances, or maybe more precisely, why you are getting hung up in certain areas of your life. Because if you're listening to this and if you're anything like me, there are some areas of your life that are going very well and you kind of have no problem with those. But then there are other areas where it's a little bit more challenging. So maybe this sounds like you. Your life looks really great. Everyone maybe says like, wow, it's so amazing. Like you have it together. Everyone, you kind of appear to be superwoman in some sense or superhuman. And everyone kind of wants the life that you have in some way or another. And if you look at it, it looks like, you know, if you're evaluating your life, maybe you're 50% up to 80% there. And so maybe you have, you know, you have a great job or you have a degree from a great school. Maybe you graduated with an amazing GPA. Maybe you were sort of that star student, the student council president. You did all the things. Maybe you played sports on top of it all. Maybe your family situation is exactly how you want it to be. Maybe your health is exactly how you want it to be. You're really healthy. Maybe you're quite fit. Maybe you're the weight that you want to be. Maybe you're not. Maybe your home life is exactly how you want it to be. So maybe you own the home or if you wanted to do that, maybe it's decorated how you want it to be. Maybe your finances are how exactly how you want them to be. Or maybe in one or more of these areas, things, they're not quite what you want them to be. So they're close, right? Like on paper, your life looks pretty good. It's almost there. But then there's some area that you're stuck or maybe more than one area that you're stuck and you can't quite figure it out. Or maybe the thing looks good, like maybe the job, but it doesn't really feel great when you're in it. And this is something we've sort of touched on maybe at different points in the podcast in the past, but I think it's helpful, has been helpful for me to hear these concepts over and over again. So I'm hoping the same rings true for you. So if you are feeling stuck, 
if you want to make changes in your life, that's sort of what we're talking about today, right? How do you get unstuck? How do you answer that question? Like, if I can do all these other things, if I can graduate with this amazing GPA from this amazing school and find the partner of my dreams and get this job, if I can check all these boxes, why can't I stop drinking a bottle of wine every night? Why can't I stop feeling anxious every single day and researching every health concern that might be coming up? Why can't I get up in the morning and do the routine that I want to do? Why can't I keep my house organized and clean? Why can't I find the partner that I want in my life? So all those sort of questions. So if those are questions that you have, you are in the right place. That's what we're talking about today. And I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to just tell you a little bit of my own personal story. And that's where I was. So I was... I went to a pretty good boarding school. I went to an Ivy League college. I graduated with a pretty decent GPA. I started to become disillusioned during college and I started drinking to kind of get through that. And then I got a great job. So I got a job that paid me really well as a starting salary. I got to travel the world. I got to work on interesting technical things. And I even got to live in other countries. And so on paper, everything looked really great. And I could make myself or force myself to do a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, I still couldn't quite figure out how to be happy in my life. And there are all these little areas that I was not quite there. You know, if I slipped, if my willpower slipped, heaven forbid, on on one day or for a whole week, then I wouldn't exercise, you know, like I'd overeat. Or I was spending a lot of money that I didn't really want to spend. I was drinking what I thought to be too much. I didn't want to be drinking that much each day. And so there were all these little places where I was buffering, where I was getting, you know, where my life of people I thought knew the details wouldn't think it was so perfect. And so maybe that's how you feel. And for the longest time, I couldn't quite figure out why I was doing those things or why I wasn't just good enough, smart enough, disciplined enough, whatever it was, enough to do what I wanted to do, right? To exercise every morning, to stop drinking, to why wasn't my willpower strong enough? That's how I came to this. And it's also how I work with people a lot. So people who feel stuck often come to me and they say like, you know, I have this great job. It's my dream job, but I don't have balance between my family life and my work life. Or it feels like I don't have any time or I'm spending too much money or I don't have space in my life for spirituality. One of those things. And I know this is going to be controversial to say it, but I feel like we can actually have it all. You can't have it all maybe as it's advertised, but truthfully, if you think about what you want in your life, you can have all of that, right? You can have the dream job and feel like you have time and space in your life for family, for friends, for the life that you want outside of it. You can be fit and have a social life. You can stop over drinking or stop overeating and enjoy nights out with friends or go to family events, all those kinds of things. So that's a little bit what this is about too. So getting to that place where you you do feel really happy and satisfied in your life and with the choices that you're making. And that's where I am now and it feels incredible. I've been here for many years now and it feels so much different than how it felt when I just couldn't quite, I just felt like I didn't have the combination to life, right? Like I almost had it. I was so close, but I just couldn't quite unlock it. All right, so as a person, if you're listening to this, you're probably quite resourceful. You're probably pretty good at figuring things out. You also probably have pretty amazing willpower and you're probably really great at living up to others' expectations, maybe even sometimes your own. And so you've tried a lot of things to figure out this last piece yourself, right? You've Maybe you have books, maybe you've gone to classes, you've done all the DIY solutions that you can think of. And because of your nature, 
you can get something to stick for a while, right? So maybe you went for a run every day for a month, but as soon as that month was up, you stopped. Or you were able to stick to Whole30 for the 30 days, but then as soon as it was up, you found yourself in the kitchen eating a leftover cake. Or you gave up drinking for some period of time. I guess all of these are coming up because because it's New Year's and I'm being inundated with these kinds of advertisements um, about drinking and overeating and things. But it could be something like writing, right? So maybe you really want to write a book. And for a while, you were disciplined. You got up and you did your pages every morning. And then at some point, your willpower fell off. What happens when you stop relying on willpower and start figuring out how your brain interacts? So the premise of this work that I do and that I'm presenting on this podcast is that, and this goes back to, you know, I didn't make it up. There are lots of people talking about this. You can go all the way back to the Stoics. And it's around how your thoughts create how you feel and circumstances in the world are neutral and everything that you do in your life is to feel a certain way or to avoid feeling a certain way so if you go back to that book you want to write it because you think you're going to feel a certain way when you write every day or when you finally get published or something like that so those are two really important things to keep in mind so everything that you do or everything that you feel is based on a thought you're having, which is just a sentence in your head. And everything that you do in your life, you're doing to feel a certain way. And so there's this little loop that you have with your thoughts and your feelings and your actions and how they interplay to produce your day-to-day existence. So feelings are the most important thing and they drive everything in our lives. How you actually feel, we act from how we feel. So we have this thought and we feel a certain way and then we act from that thought, whether you're conscious of it or not. When someone when I'm, that I'm working with tells me I just can't do whatever it is, I know that the reason why they can't do it or the reason why it hasn't stuck for any period of time is that they're having a thought about it and it's related to how they feel. So for instance, somebody, if they're trying to lose a considerable amount of weight and they're seeing progress over maybe a month or two, And then they start, and maybe they have a bad day, and they start to have thoughts that they're a failure, and that this never works for them, and that it's hard for them. And then they act from those places, from those thoughts and feelings, instead of from the feelings of this is working, this is easy, I can do this. All of a sudden, they backslide, you know, they gain the weight back. They start to confirm these thoughts that they have, right? That this is too much for me, that I can't do this. And there are two really important skills that you need to get out of this loop. And this is the sort of willpower loop, right? And this is the story we're told that if you're just disciplined enough, you could get up every morning and have your morning routine that you want. And the truth is that it's not just discipline, right? You need to have the thoughts and the feelings that go behind it because sooner or later we all run out of willpower. And so what happens when there is no willpower? How could you work with your brain if all of a sudden willpower was a resource that you didn't have access to? I think there are two really important skills that I support people to create and that you can start creating for yourself. And these are how you start this process, right? So you start untangling the web of stuckness that you're in. They are being able to see your thoughts or become aware of the thoughts that you're thinking in your head and feel your feelings. So I'm going to unpack both of those a little bit. So the first one is this awareness around the thoughts that you're thinking, because your thoughts are driving everything that happens in your life, right? So the thoughts, because they create feeling, then you want to feel a certain way or avoid feeling a certain way. 
there's this little interplay and your thoughts are, they will drive everything going forward. So if you can bring awareness to them, if you can think intentionally, you can start to change how you feel and how you act in the world. But the first step before you get to that is simply building awareness. And this is really what mindfulness practices are all about. It's building awareness of your thoughts, of the feelings in your body, of the like the physical vibrations that are happening, the physical sensations. There are many different ways to do this. You can start to observe your thinking through something like a meditation practice or a silent yoga practice. A yoga practice where there's a lot of talking or there's a lot of music is going to be difficult, but if you do a yoga practice where you do the same asanas over and over again each day, those can be really helpful for helping you see your thoughts. So maybe a different yoga practice that you might be thinking of, meditation practice, a walking meditation, following your breath, anything that allows you to become aware of your thoughts. For a lot of people, these practices can be difficult because you might not have the physical capacity to sit still. You also haven't trained your brain to be there. So another way that you can access this is by doing something called a thought download. And that's where at some point during the day, either on a specific topic or just becoming aware of what thoughts are present, you know, on Wednesday at 2 p.m., you write down everything that's going on in your brain. So maybe the topic is your morning routine. Maybe the topic is, again, it's just Wednesday afternoon, let's find out what's in my brain. And you write down everything that's happening in your brain so that you can see it, so that you can start to be the observer of your thoughts and notice a couple things. One of them is that your thoughts are not true. So whatever whatever your brain is presenting to you, whatever thoughts it presents, it's not the weather. It's not a truth where you can go out and check it with a, a thermometer. It is an opinion piece. And so becoming aware that your brain will tell you contradictory things depending on when it is. If it presents a fear, that doesn't mean that it's actually true in the world. Your brain is predisposed to give more airtime to negative things that keep you safe than positive outcomes, right? Because your brain wants to keep you alive. So that's what the awareness starts to give you. It's just to help you notice that what thoughts are there helps you to notice that you are not your thoughts so that you're kind of separate from that thinking brain and that you can actually, you have a say in what you think. Thoughts that you have right now are just the most practiced thoughts. And so you have neural pathways that are established that keep you thinking the same thing, but that you can change them. But right now, again, we're still in the observation. So you're just watching your thoughts. You're just becoming aware of them. And so I guess once you start to observe your thoughts, a lot of times people become, they get really frustrated. They kind of want to put the can back on the worms, um, back on the proverbial can of worms, or, you know, close Pandora's box, whichever one you want to think of. But right now you're trying to change from that willpower space And that is really difficult. So you're trying to change your actions using this force and resistance, this willpower. And usually that's unsuccessful over time, right? That's why you're listening to this podcast. You're like, right, I can't do this. Why can't I do it? So if you start to develop this awareness and understand where your thoughts are coming from, which maybe is from your childhood or an old boss or wherever, you start to become comfortable with them. You start to be comfortable with identifying what thoughts are going on in your head then you can start to shift and change them. And once you shift and change them, the actions become a lot easier. I want to say one more thing is that oftentimes when we become aware of some of the thoughts, it can be really easy to change them. Sometimes it takes time to build new neural pathways. Sometimes we just realize like, oh my gosh, I've been thinking that and we can just shift it immediately. If you've watched someone make really sudden drastic changes in their life, like maybe they stopped smoking after being a smoker for many years, it's because they had a sudden thought change. 
maybe that's because they got a diagnosis or they learned some new information, whatever, it hit in a different way and it allowed them to think a different thought, which then they felt differently and they had a whole new set of actions. So that's when someone usually makes that kind of drastic lasting change, it's because they've had a thought shift and change that resonated with them in some way. It was more true to them. The second step that I mentioned earlier was learning how to become aware of, I think I said feel your feelings, but it's really becoming aware of your feelings. So at the same time as you're becoming aware of your thoughts, for most people, there's an entry point that's easier. So some people, they think more and they can become, it's easier to recognize thoughts that are happening. Other people, they can really recognize feelings in their body. So for instance, if you notice you want to do something, like you want to maybe practice drawing when you come home from work but you never seem to do it, you might notice that you feel a tightness in your chest or you feel this pit in your stomach or you feel some heaviness in your body. You know, I don't, I'm not sure what it would be for you, but you start to notice bodily feelings or present emotions. And the present emotion might be resistance, it might be anxiety, it might be, I don't have my feelings wheel in front of me, but some other kind of feeling, right, that promotes you not to take action. And so maybe despondent. I think that was the one that I was trying to come up with. Um, If you feel despondent, you're probably not going to get out your notebook and start drawing. And so becoming aware of the feelings that you're feeling, and again, with either physical sensations or naming them as an emotion, and grab a feelings wheel. You can Google one, and I can even link one in the show notes um, that you can use, is um, to look at the feelings wheel and start to identify what feelings are happening in your body. And in the same way that you just became aware of your thoughts, just start to notice your feelings and maybe notice the feeling that is happening or the feeling that you're trying to avoid. So for instance, if you're one of the people who comes home at night and you open a bottle of wine and you watch a bunch of Netflix and you really wish that you didn't do that because you know that you'd really like rather go for a run in the morning or go do yoga or do whatever it is you want to do in the morning, maybe right? You might start to notice, how do I feel before I do that? Or what feeling am I trying to avoid? What am I trying to avoid? What am I resisting? So asking that question or what's present right now. And once you start to become aware of the feelings, like with the thoughts, they lead to one another. And starting to become comfortable with both the thoughts you're thinking, no matter what they are right now, and the feelings that you're feeling. So being with them from a place of acceptance rather than resistance means that you'll be able to start working with them. These thoughts and feelings, they are the ones that are driving all of your actions ultimately. Again, you can insert yourself here with your brain and use willpower to drive actions for a while But after a certain period of time, the willpower fails, right? It's a limited resource. It runs out. You're tired one day. You've had an off week at work, whatever it is. And then you're back in the same cycle again. You're stuck in the same place. So that's kind of the method. That's where you are. That's why you're stuck. That's why you can't do whatever it is that you want to do. And then the solution is to start to pay attention to your thoughts and feelings. This is the first step so that you can change those and act from a different place. And when you act from the thought and feeling place, suddenly the change is not a form of resistance. It's not a form of control. It's just what happens naturally. And that's a really beautiful thing because suddenly, instead of trying to control everything that goes in your mouth, you recognize that you don't need to exert control. You can just be in alignment with your own thoughts and feelings and you don't overeat anymore. Okay, so you have some things that you can do here, right? You can start to pay attention to your thoughts, start to pay attention to your feelings, start to write them down. Do the thought download, maybe the feeling download each day. 
can start to become aware of the thoughts that are driving how you're acting in the world. And notice when you are maybe holding your heavy hand of willpower over yourself to do what needs to be done. And I did this for a long time too, so I know that you probably do also. So that's why you can't do something, right? You're, you're coming at it from a different angle. You're not working with your brain. You're not working with your nervous system. But you can work with your brain and nervous system. And once you do, you can unlock all of these different things in your life that suddenly, that have felt really inaccessible. And you can work towards them. So you can work towards the happiness in your relationships. You can work towards feeling less stuck and feeling great. You can work towards time management or financial security or the health and weight that you want. Whatever it is that you're looking for, leaving a job, leaving a relationship, starting a job, starting a relationship, any of those things, they're all possible once you start looking at your brain, once you start working with it. So that is our episode for the week. Thank you again so much for joining me and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're looking for another way to bring a little bit of joy into your life, I have just the thing for you. My Feel Your Feelings mini course is designed to help you develop emotional literacy and increase your emotional resilience. It's totally free and available for you by going to Cecilia, that's C-E-C-E-L-I-A-B Mandrick, M-A-N-D-R-Y-K.com forward slash free training. I just know you're going to love it. We'll see you back here next week on Happiness Created. See you then. Here's a quick reminder to follow this podcast so you can get your weekly dose of happy delivered right to the top of your favorite podcast app. All you need to do is open the Apple Podcast or Spotify app on your phone, search for Happiness Created, click on the show, and hit the little plus sign or follow button in the upper right corner. I'll meet you back here next week.